Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This message is intended as a reminder that we are not licensed professionals, not psychiatrists or psychologists. If you have a serious problem, please seek professional help. The National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. There's some damsels in the DM. Yes, queen. <laughs> Tell us what's the vibe. Uh-huh. What's the vibe? There's some damsels in the DM. Please tell us what's the vibe. DMs, DMs, yeah, we see them. Yeah, we read them. DMs, DMs, we don't need them. We just leave them. Please. Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. I'm Lauren. I'm Osh. And I'm Alejandro. What's up? Oh, my God. I believe we're at the end of the year. I mean... How, how did this year just fly by like that? Like, I feel like 2021 and 2020 was just one year. That's how I felt. Yeah. The season, it's cold now. I feel like it's cold everywhere. I'm not even just, like, East Coast and Midwest. It's, like, cold across the entire country. So, like, cuddling up and... Being all cutesy and romantic seems ideal, but what do we do slash what have people done in their singledom during this time of year? Well, I have had COVID in my singledom at this time of the year. <laughs> there is no cuddling up and cuffing season for me because I caught COVID from one of my friends and... Which also he's... COVID is getting so much worse right now. Like it all my so friends bad. have it, Brian has it right now. We just had our six and a half year, and no, our six year anniversary. We call it six and a half because it's seven years from dating. And we did it on Zoom and we got Sugarfish, like LA, New York, so we could eat the same thing. And we watched Squid Games because that is like our new reality. It's crazy how long this pandemic is going and it's going to keep going for a couple of years. Thankfully, I was fine. You know, I had symptoms, but I wasn't dying. But yeah, this time of the year, this is when people, you know, are starting its cuffing season and we've talked about it in a different episode, but it is cuffing season. And what do you do to like avoid these guys? Like I definitely like, you know, the person that I almost like had a COVID boot like a week ago. Just <laughs> to like have someone to like have COVID with and like not be lonely, which is kind of crazy. Like they had COVID also. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they were just gonna come over and you guys. Yeah. And then I was like, this is not the skin. A new low. You know, this is what COVID COVID does to you. You just your brain just starts misery loves company. (laughs) I don't wanna minimize the feelings of accepting being single because I think that it's actually extremely difficult. And I think it's something that we don't talk about, like, especially during the holidays when everybody is like buying gifts for their significant other. There's a lot of proposals that happen this time of year. I think it can be extremely hard on your mental health. And I have friends that, you know, are single right now, and I've spoken to them about it. And I think especially, and I've said this like a million thousand times on this podcast, like as we get older, it only generates more comparison that you have to other people and to your other friends and relationships. So I think in this episode, it's really important that we talk about some ways that you can maintain your sanity and your mental health during this season, especially if you are single. 
One of the things that I wanted to talk about is about comparison being the thief of joy. I've thought about that a lot because mm -hmm. I'm definitely somebody who compares myself to people. And, you know, even though I'm in a relationship, sometimes I'll compare my relationship to my friends' relationships and be like, oh, are they happier? Are they closer to getting engaged, like that sort of thing. And you know, what I try to remember is that I'm never going to be happier comparing my relationship or who I am to another relationship or my talents as an actor. I'm only going to make myself more unhappy. So what are the unique qualities about me that I can revel in as opposed to focusing on the areas where I'm insecure about? I love That's, that reflection, yeah. that uh, focal point on what you can do to celebrate you Mm -hmm. I when I was single and like, you know, especially around the holidays, I would be hanging around with friends who were in relationships. And the question would come up in my mind of just like, well, why, what's wrong with me? Or what am I doing that's like not correct or uh, in like ideal order of operations that's going to help me get into a relationship? Well, and when you were going through those periods, Alejandro, how did you feel like you could stop becoming resentful of some of your friends who were in relationships? Well, it was just important to not carry any resentment at all because I had to recognize that maybe because of like where I was at in my life, that was why I was single and that's okay. I didn't need to find happiness or, you know, comfort in the holidays in the arms of somebody else because, you know, like I said, at that time, I think there was a lot that I needed to sort through in my maturity yeah. in order to allow myself to be open to crossing paths with the ideal romantic partner. I mean, that didn't happen until years later, but it's a, it's a work in progress. I think we all are works in progress and, you know, we have to be happy for the successes and the relationships that other friends are in rather than always kind of covet that for oneself. Cause just like, I love what you said earlier, Lauren, about, uh, comparison being the what was it the killer comparison is the thief of joy comparison is the, oh my goodness I mean let us carry that through the week because it does, like, I just I love how succinct and powerful and relevant that is in self-acceptance and self-love and again celebrating those who are in relationships with other people also you know comparing your own relationships with the ones of your friends you don't know what's happening really in your friends' relationships, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, what you see is basically people just showing you, like, the best part of their relationship, but you don't see, like, the gruesome side of it, too. And so what you're comparing your relationship to is not, like, it's not reality. Being single for so many years for me, I think the holidays, honestly, like, the holidays is more about my family, and I kind of, like, would rather spend this time with my family and friends rather than, you know, being booed up. Like at this time of the year, especially, like I just get so much anxiety around it. Like, because I just like, I want to be with my family and just being so far apart from them. It like, sometimes it's like, you know, when, when am I going to see them next or whatever? But this time of the year, it's like, I do not want to take this time away from my family and friends and like spend it with a significant other. I don't know why I'm like that, but it's just like, from, you know, from when I was little, I've always spent Christmas and New Year's with my family every year. I'm like that too, because Brian and I haven't spent like a single holiday together, which I talked about around Thanksgiving. And part of that is because of being a kid from divorce. Like it's hard to um, select who you're going to be with when you're already like splitting your time um, among family. 
And I want to be clear also that I did not invent comparison as the thief of joy. It's just a quote that I really love. But another thing that I I do tell myself, um, which I will trademark, is I am on my path. And it's something that brings me a lot of like clarity and happiness when I'm feeling sad, because I love thinking about life like each little stop along the way is something to get you to where you're supposed to be in your life. And you guys know, I love hiking. So I love like imagining myself on a hike. And like when a difficult part happens, that's like the uphill climb. And when like, it's an easier time in life, you're kind of on the flat road. So I think like, if you are going through this single season right now, think about yourself on an uphill climb, and how You would never want to settle for somebody who wasn't the perfect person if that's going to be the person you end up with. You want somebody who's going to challenge you and make you the best version of yourself and really carry you through life. Because let me tell you, when you're hiking, it's really not fun to be with somebody who's annoying or uninteresting because it's a long road. So you want somebody who's really going to be fun to go with you on this path. So I like thinking about life as a path and thinking about how Sometimes being alone, you have more clarity on who you are and what you're going through. And you really do set yourself up so much better to be in a relationship along in the long run. And I think this time frame makes us want to settle because it makes us like, oh, I just need to be in a relationship. Like I'm lonely, like anybody will do. And I think that that mindset can be so toxic. And the funny thing about it is like when summer comes around and we talked about this with Alana Pratt, um, whose episode by the time this comes, this comes out, it will be out. We talked about with Alana Pratt that like some people enter relationships during cuffing season and then it's hot girl summer. And then you shake the relationship and you don't want to find a relationship like that because trust me, like the breakup season, like getting over that, any like toxic drama that comes up with somebody who's not phenomenal is all not going to be worth it. Mm -hmm. I really love what you said earlier about, you know, making sure that you take into account whether the person is supporting you, whether that person is pushing you to achieve your next goal or get to the next benchmark of, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish, because I think that's a really important way of making sure that you are staying true to your standards. Because, you know, whether it be this time of year or whatever other mitigating circumstances, there can be temptations to kind of let go of certain standards or say like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Even though this happens, you know, I can look the other way. It's like, no, (laughs) just keeping true to what you value is also important. And if that means staying single for another month or two. I mean, you may as well take the L and like, it's not that long of a time frame either. Because I mean, just like we were talking about, this year has flown by. So what's another yeah. month? <laughs> yeah, I think right now I'm in a phase where I, I'm so happy being single and like being by myself and loving my own space that it's a little easier for me to maintain those sta- the standards that I'm looking for and kind of just like look at everything red flags wise and see if there's like, this is something that I read. I don't know if it was through damsels or somewhere else, but it was like, um, it said this, the moment I see one red flag, I'm out. Like it could be one, you know, just like one tantrum or one argument or one little thing that I don't like, I'm out. Like there's no changing a person. Like this person's never going to change. And we talked about this before. And that's how I'm going to start dating once I'm out of this personal hell of COVID. (laughs) That is exactly how I'm going to start looking at guys. Like, you know, as soon as I see one red flag, I don't, I I, I would love to be open and be, you know, like, oh, it's fine. Like he'll change or, 
or whatever, you have a list of red flags that are red flags to you. They could be green flags to someone else, but whatever is a red flag to you, if you see that person doing something that's on your red flag list, I think you should immediately drop and just don't even waste your time. Ash, I feel like of all of my single friends, you maybe have some of the best perspective on being single and also like are probably the happiest single person I know. Mm-hmm. Do you think that you could talk a little bit about like some ways that you are not resentful of friends and like how you stay so positive during like, especially this time frame? Yeah. First of all, I love all of my friends, you know, like I could never resent any of my friends or anything in their lives because I love them so much. And what makes them happy makes me happy. For example, Lauren, like, you know, you are in such an amazing relationship with Brian and you guys have been together for seven years, let's say now. Seeing that, it's like, um, okay, there's this one program that I did called To Be, to Be Magnetic. And I recommend it to anyone that is trying to manifest anything in their lives. And I did this program last year. And it, it says, if you see that something is possible, seeing is believing. So if I see that a relationship like Lauren's is possible, in my head, I'm going to open the doorways for that possibility to be mine as well. And so having things like that, like having someone, you know, like with an amazing relationship, that's what I want. That's Lauren's going to be that one for me. Seeing someone who is so amazing with words and are bright, just a bright light of joy. That's you. That's two for me. And then like someone with a career that like, I feel like I could have, that's the third one. That's how I see, you know, my friends, like, They all have something that I want, but I'm happy that they have it. And I'm happy that they found it. I'll find mine. I love what you said about the power of thought, though. I mean, Mm -hmm. manifesting or just like thinking certain things like they create wavelengths and just waves upon the shore of our life's existence that like really have a tremendous impact. And like Mm -hmm. if it's a negative thought, watch out. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's I love that. We actually have this word called nuzzer in our, in my language or in my culture. And it basically is like putting bad juju on someone. So like when babies are little, they'll put like a black, um, they used to do black eyeliner for babies. And now they just put it like a black, a little black charcoal mark right here every day after they're showered, because they don't want people to like put nuzzer on them, which is that bad juju where it's like weird intentions or weird thoughts. So like, if I'm like resentful or jealous of Lauren's relationship, like I'm putting Nuzzer on her. And so it's like, you know, you don't want, you don't want anyone to put that bad energy or bad juju around you. So you put that black charcoal mark. And that's how I see like being resentful or jealous of your friends. Like that's called Nuzzer. Like, I don't want any part of that. I love that. Don't get at me with that Nuzzer. Thank Um, you. There you go. But also, how do you think that like, for you, you, because your siblings are married now, like how do you avoid the pressures of getting older and like people wanting you to find a relationship and like just being happy with where you are? So, I mean, that is a little bit difficult, but like my parents, <laughs> after they, um, after they married my brother off, I was the next thing on their list. And, but to be honest, like I had a, an honest conversation with my mom and I was like, look, like, it's not that I don't want to get married. You know, I do want to get married and I do want to find my person, but it's going to take a while. I can't just like, it's like buying a car, you know, you're going to go test drive cars. You're going to make sure you take your time to like buy your perfect car or buy a perfect house. Huh? Is that, and you feel safe as well? Exactly. Safety. (laughs) What does it say about me that I drive a Volvo then? (laughs) (laughs) The safest car on the market. (laughs) 
That's perfect because Brian is a very safe man. Yeah. <laughs> you are in safe hands. But yeah, I told him that I'm happy where I'm at and I am looking and I am going on dates and I'll figure it out once I do. When I hit 30, I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe they're going to start freaking out and the pressure will be even more on. But for now, it's it's been kind of low pressure. I love that. I know I used to also talk a lot of uh, shit about the artist way, but I've been doing the artist way. Ash and I used to laugh about morning pages, but since I've started doing it, one of the things that I really love about it is like getting out your thoughts in the beginning of the day. And just to clarify for all the listeners, Artist Way is a book. It outlines a week by week sort of to-do list and gives you like different thoughts to ponder basically about um, tackling your inner artist and like really bringing that to the forefront and honing in on your creativity. So one of the exercises is writing like three long form stream of consciousness pages, and it can be about anything. And what I've really loved about doing that is I feel like any negative thoughts or things about like I feel about myself or venting I need to do about somebody else, I'm now writing down. So I'm not like putting it out into the world. And I feel like it's such a great thing for people, especially like during this time frame, if you are feeling resentful or if you are comparing yourself to somebody else, like it's so much better to write it that down than to say it out loud or to like let it let it stay on your mind throughout the rest of the day. And I think it's made me a lot more thoughtful about myself and the people around me. And I think it's also allowed me to analyze more effectively, like when I am having negative thoughts, like why am I actually feeling this way about myself or somebody else? So I really love that. And I mean, if you're not into the whole like morning pages, artist way thing, just journaling in the morning, I feel like is really nice, especially for those of us who have family pressures or issues with our family. It's really important, I think, to just take time for yourself during this time period. As my old acting teacher said, you leave your bullshit at the door, like Mm -hmm. the door before you enter, you know, the theater where we had our class. And that's what morning pages is, you know, you leave your bullshit on the page. And then once you're done with that, you have a fresh start to the day. And, you know, you're able to focus on what's before you rather than what was in the past. Awesome. And just to clarify, the Artist's Way is by Julia Cameron, is that Yes, correct? it is. Yes. We'll put a link to it. I think those are all really positive ways to battle the anxiety of the cuffing season holiday mm-hmm. time. But in today's letter, we do have somebody who's getting into a dark place. And I just want to remind everybody that if you are feeling in an especially dark place, we do have um, hotlines in the beginning of this episode that you should reach out to if you are feeling particularly sad or particularly like you need help. And also, please feel free to write to us as well. We're always there to help you or be there for you in whatever way we can. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dear damsels, I have been in a really dark place. My roommate is younger, and let's just say the differences are stark between Gen Z and millennials. Recently, she hosted a weekend out of town, and all of her Gen Z friends came. I was down to party, but they all started talking about how badly they wanted to be in relationships. At 28 and single, I couldn't believe these 22-year-olds were talking about how they wanted to be in relationships or were already in relationships. I have never felt so old, gross, and unwanted. I am so sick of being the single friend. I always had dreams of being married by 30 and I'm terrified that won't happen I feel like everyone my age wants someone younger so where does that leave me love avoiding ending up alone you know that is um that is all like we you're not alone 
everyone goes through that, you know, especially at this age, 28, you're entering your thirties very soon. Like there's society's pressure of like where you should be when you're at this age and just know that you're not alone. You know, I go through that. I'm sure you guys have feelings like that maybe, but I remember when I moved to, um, to LA, my roommate was 21. I was 25, which I guess that's not 28, but still like, I felt like I, there was a big age difference between us anyway. And I remember she was in a, um, or she is in a strong relationship. They've been together since freshman year of college. And I remember being like, why are you wasting your precious years of your life? Like your early twenties, literally, that is like the best years of your life. Like, why are you wasting that being, you know, in a relationship? Like you're so young. And then I remember being like, wow, like I'm 25. Like I definitely thought I'd be married by 28, have kids by 30. And then I started spiraling, just thinking about like where I am and where she is and like how we should have been swapped. But everyone goes at their own time, Lauren, like you said, like everyone has their own path, you know, you're on your own path. And if you put a time limit on things, like it's just the likelihood of that happening is very slim. Like if it's a project, like a work project, then fine. Yes, it will be a success. But if it's your life and you're putting limitations like that on it, I don't think it's, I don't think that's very healthy. I hate the like negativity associated with being alone. And I hate that people think of themselves as alone just because they're not in a relationship. You're not alone. Like you have friends and family who love you. Just because you don't have a partner doesn't mean that you're alone. And it makes me sad that we have so much negativity as a society associated around this. And I think it's developed from years of societal uh, roles for women and men alike. And I just think that it's really important for this person to take a look at yourself and take a look at the people around you. Because we talked about this earlier, but comparison being the thief of joy, like you are taking so much enjoyment that you could have had out of that weekend with your friends, just by focusing on what those people had that you didn't have. And what about all the things that you do have, I would love for you to make a list of 10 things that you're super grateful for and do it for a week and think about 10 different things because then if you keep doing it, you're going to end up with so many different things that you are grateful for. And what if you focus on all of those instead of what you didn't have? Because I really believe that happy people are the most attractive people. Like we want to be around people who make us feel good about ourselves. We don't want to be around people who radiate negativity. So what if instead of thinking poor thoughts about these people, you wrote them down and then for the rest of the day, you were present with the people who you do care about? Like what ways can we shift our negative thoughts here into positive thoughts? Hopefully through morning pages. Yes. Let's turn that yes. avoiding your ending up alone into celebrating the fact that we're alone. And you know what? If you don't want to do morning pages, that's fine. Just have, just, you know, like Lauren said, just write that list of. Yeah even three things that you're grateful for. I have the five minute journal as well. And I really recommend it because it literally just takes five minutes. You write three things you're grateful for, three affirmations about yourself. And how can I make my day amazing? Three ways. And I think that's plenty to do to make you feel more grateful about your life. Something I find fascinating is that nothing is set in stone. Everything is 
changing. We are constantly evolving and growing. So, you know, thinking about like the place that this person is in with the roommates and a bunch of Gen Z people in the space, it's like, okay, like that is just like a moment in time that could be like a teachable moment for this person to really absorb these feelings of discomfort and trying to understand why those feelings are arising. I mean, really becoming intimate with those feelings of dissatisfaction because maybe somewhere along the way, it may not be like an issue of, oh, what, what is wrong with me? But it's more so an issue of what am I doing to make me happy? And I, I hope that that helps in terms of getting a better understanding or at least a more appreciative uh, perspective of where they are at at this moment in time because yeah. it's like you were saying like avoiding ending up being alone or these negative connotations that are kind of spewed in the sentences of this letter it's it all comes from like you know just as within so without you know just like Ashi was saying earlier it's like it starts from positive thinking and like you know a nice accurate analysis of where we're at in life and celebrating that rather than questioning top tip watch sex in the city if you are feeling bad about your love life and your age and huh the new one or the old one the old one watch sex in the city the old one and you will feel a lot better about where you're at in your life because it is you know like it's just showing it's normalizing women in their 30s and 40s being single and not knowing what the fuck they're doing in their you know love life relationship department like it just it's it normalizes that so if you're 28 it will make you feel a lot better about where you're at you know so just watch that this is feeling like we need to write something together perhaps for this particular age range about coming to terms with oneself and growing and figuring out what the fuck to do along the way and but I do like that you said for Sex in the City, it, it shows this very specific uh, set of characters. But I mean, we got to be inclusive too. So it'd be nice to see something. Yeah, let's do it. I love that. This episode also really reminded me of a time when I was single around Christmas. I remember having just being broken up with right before Christmas. And I remember being like so upset about it that I couldn't focus on anything else. So I missed like that important time being with my family. I missed out appreciating what I did have in front of me. And the other thing that I remember about myself is like, the obsession with being on my phone, like still trying to follow up with them, like texting them, calling them, comparing what I was having with the other people on my phone, what they were doing for their holidays. And I think just like that focus on being broken up with and not being in that relationship anymore took me out of so much of the happiness that I could have been having. And I'm really grateful, obviously, now that I am in a healthy relationship and everything, but that took so much time. Like I've talked about, it took a lot of looking into myself and looking at what I was looking for in relationships. Um, And if you are feeling sad, like I was feeling really sad at that time during the holidays, I would make a list of 20 things that you like doing. And they can be really silly. And I just did this. And I wrote down swimming. I wrote down like staying in bed all day. And like, those are things that I haven't done in a really long time. And I'm making the priority this week to stay in bed all day just for one day. And I'm not going to do any work and I'm not going to work out. I'm just going to stay in bed all day and watch movies because that's not something I do. And it's something that I enjoy doing. So if you are feeling sad, like think about all of the really silly things you like doing. It could be like, 
like a DIY project. It could be like a crafts thing. Just do stuff to make yourself happy and try to be really present with all of the people around you. Or even hum. Find some music to hum to. It doesn't have yeah. music. But I mean, just, I mean, listening to our own voice can sometimes be therapeutic. So. Oh, I'm going to sing. I wrote that down. I wrote that in another life. I would have been a pop star. So okay. I, I'm going to sing. Yes. No, I can't sing. I support that journey for you. Thank you so much. And I feel like all of these tips that you guys are giving are tips that someone can do in quarantine. So yeah, I'm also going to stay in bed all day and watch movies. <laughs> like I have been doing for the past week. Yeah. And also stay healthy. Really important to stay healthy. Maybe stay in bed all day, even if you are healthy like me, because um, yes, we all need that. I gifted myself a monstrous salad. Like it was like three salads in one day. It was the best thing I could have done. I mean, it was also after kind of like eating pizza and burgers or whatever. So like I definitely needed that cleanse, but just like a committed day of just greens, avocados and celery. Oh my God. I can't eat two salads a day. Why? Because then I'm like start to be sick of salads, like buy the second salad. I can have one a day. And then like I'm looking forward to that salad. But two a day, I'm like, oh, too much salad. I could eat sweet green all day every day. Yes. Oh my <laughs> No. Snacking on celery like it's potato chips. I, oh, I hate Ew. Oh my God, no. <laughs> Wait, so celery juice is out of the question? I drink, I force myself. Celery juice, fine, but not like the physical celery. Oh, yeah. Like, who are you? I don't. I also mix a little bit of apple juice into my celery juice. Also, very acceptable. I do apple, celery, and carrot, and I mix it all together, and it tastes divine. Divine. But the whole process of juicing is so tedious. Like, cleaning out the juicer, I hate, I hate all of that. Like, cleaning washing up. the veggies, the whole thing. Well, everybody, by the time this episode comes out, we hope that you had a great holiday season. Congratulations to the winner of our holiday giveaway. And yeah, please continue to write us your letters. Please let us know what you'd like to see more of, topics you'd like us to cover, because we are all all open to any suggestions. Always open and wishing a very, very merry holiday season and wonderful rest of the year. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. Until next time. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. DMs, DMs. We don't need them. We just leave them. Please. Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.